So here we go then. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the KOA Army share their thoughts on all things town. And uh, well, hope you have all had a good week. Um, I've had a good week, if you were asking, but um, I'm sure you were. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, it's been a week of um, a town draw against Sheffield Wednesday. Won't talk about the offside because it happened. And of course, town finally beat Arsenal's kids the third time they're trying in the Papa John's Trophy, the Pizza Trophy. Um, but this is going to be a great show. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot of talking points. I'm joined by three gentlemen who have got very something in common. We've got Dan, Liam and Peachy. And the thing in common is at some point in their lives, they're giving me a lift to a football game or a lift home. Um, the first man is Dan, who is joining us. Good old cricket fella, Dan. And um, you gave me and Liam a lift to, I think, the opening game of the season, I think it was. I think it was the opening yes. game against Bolton. Um, we, me and Liam were waiting at the bus stop, the park and ride in Kesgrave. And uh, we saw this random car pull up and like we're like, and this a man was approaching us and we're like, oh, it's Dan. And you gave us a nice little lift, my friend. Um, so you got that stuff in common with Liam and Peachy because um, we'll get to Peachy in a second. But Liam, of course, is very known as my, my main taxi man. But Dan, anyway, enough of that. How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, I'm good. You'll have to get an Uber next time. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we get Ubers in in Itchwich at the moment. I don't think it reaches oh, this far yet. I think we're still very right. much lastminute.com on that. We've got. I think we've got Uber Eats and uh, Deliveroo and all that, but I don't know if we can get it just yet. Um, but we'll wait and see, my friend. It's always a pleasure. Um, the man that's joining you and joined me in that lift with the Dan Mobile and your good son as well, um, Liam from Crew. How you doing, my friend? I know you're a bit under the weather, but you're joining us for this great show. Mm. Yeah, full of gold, but. That's what you get when you come back from Sheffield, I guess. <laughs> Last time I came back from Sheffield, I had COVID, so don't seem to do very well with Sheffield. Uh, <laughs> but just a little bit on that anecdote. Um, I was the one who spotted Dan getting out of the car, and I thought, is that Dan? While you were kind of like, had no idea until he was pretty much right next to us. And then you went, oh, is that Dan? Yeah. <laughs> But yes, yeah. um, and I've also just taken you to Tesco about an hour before this. So yeah, yeah the uh, the taxi fund doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. Um, and yeah, people, little inside information here. Me and Liam do a nice little Tesco shop together. Um, he does his <laughs> shop, I do my shop. And we, we just yeah, have a little chinwag, buy our vegetables, buy our chef cakes and all that. It's always good fun. Um, but always a pleasure, my friend. And the final man that is joining us. Is good old Peachy, the man who gave me a lift home to add to the list of many people I owe lifts to. Um, gave me a nice lift home on Tuesday night after the Papa John's trophy win. How are you doing since then, my friend? I'm very well. I'm glad to join this illustrious lift, uh, list of, you know, people who give Ross a lift. Obviously, you'll be returning the favour. You know, you can take back to Newmarket after one game when he passes driving test. But yeah. <laughs> it's good fun. Went to the other end of Ipswich and then... Only took me an hour and a half to get home because some lovely A14 closures, but you expect that on Tuesday night, don't you? Yes. Yeah, I'm good. Looking forward to chatting all things Ipswich as usual with you three fine fellas. Oh, always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. The Peach Meister, the Peach Meister, Chris Peachy. And um, Dan, Liam, Peach, let's talk all things town then. Let's get right into our snap thoughts from the results this week. Um, of course, the Desmond draw against Sheffield Wednesday and the Papa John's trophy win. Dan, um, I'll let you start off, really. Where do you want to go first? Um, both different games, because Sheffield Wednesday was a massive game in League One for us. You know, two big sides in the division, and the Arsenal game was the Arsenal game. But um, where do you want to start, my friend? Uh, let's start with uh, Wednesday. Let's get that out of the way. I think, <clears throat> obviously, 
on reflection, you, you change, don't you? But I mean, at the, at the, at the time, it just felt like a defeat. Um, and that would have been my snap judgment. I mean, looking back on it, I'm honest with you, I think it, it's annoying we didn't win. But on reflection, it just shows how far we, we've come under McKenna when you, when you, you know, when you think about it. Um, we're still, you know, we're still unbeaten. We're still top of the league. We're scoring goals. We're tuning up at a rival in a pretty raucous atmosphere and we keep the run going. I mean, yeah, it could have been more. Um, the way I look at it as well is it, it in a way, I mean, the, the moment that Wednesday equalised, I think, was the moment that Portsmouth equalised against Plymouth. So actually, in context, that was the, that was the kind of one thing that kept me going was actually no one's crept up on us, even if we haven't pulled away from anyone. Um, but, you know, there were, th there were things about it. I mean... Um, you know, looking back on it, I'm really pleased for Caden Jackson. You know, McKenna, again, proving what he sees on the training ground can go a long way. And, and he scored a really lovely finish, which is, I think, great for his confidence. I think it's great that Edmondson comes back in for Burgess and runs 25 yards and has the confidence to do that as well. So, um, yeah, disappointing. I mean, I think... If I'm honest with you, I, I, of these three games we've got, this run, I don't. Sheffield Wednesday will be up there, but I don't class them as the closest rival to us. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite convinced they're going to be knocking on the door. I think maybe the playoffs, but you know, you're not going to, you're not going to complain. I just think it goes out, shows how far we've come. To be, to be quite honest with you, and then I'll, I'll go and talk about Arsenal to follow that. I think really, um, you know. You can be cynical, can't you? And as McKenna said before, the Arsenal game, this is not a priority. We, you know, this is, it's like the like he said, the Colchester Carabao Cup game. It's not a priority. We're not prioritising this cup. Now we, we might not be prioritising this cup, but just the squad we have now got. I think this is the first time in a long time as an Ipswich fan, you could probably get a really decent second eleven side out of us and. I mean, it was like, like if you look at some of the if you look at some of the other teams that have been put out yeah. by League One teams like Sheffield Wednesday played Burton on the same night. They didn't have a bad team out. It was nowhere near as good as ours, and they lost at home. So Arsenal, you know what? None of us are going to complain. I don't think if we get a trip to to Wembley at the end of it, let's see what happens. But um, Again, it's just the, the great thing is now, like with our squad and the fact that we, we can make five subs every week, um, you realise that just by having players ticking over with getting minutes and playing, you know, Freddie Ladapo scored again, uh, Leif Davis, we might may have someone that can take a, a really good corner. Let's wait and see. But there were some big positives to come out of it. Probably the biggest one for me was... Um, we won. We won, and, and, Cameron, and Cameron Humphreys, you know, yeah, that that for me, I'm that that really nice ball we put through for, for Jackson, and and then went, you know, he didn't he didn't go out before the window closed. McKenna said we feel it's best that he trains with us in an environment, and I tell you what, like that that's proved right as well. So bring it on, we can we can take the fine if we want now and lose to Cambridge if 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 we need to. We didn't get any injuries and. Um, 
Yeah, and I live, and I'm from North London, so I take it that we've beaten Arsenal, and I'm telling all my neighbours we've beaten Arsenal. And uh, there you go, job done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We we stopped and making a hat trick of wins at Portland Road. Um, of course, yeah, the last two years we've lost against them. In a, in a four ninety minutes or on penalty shootouts, but luckily we, we, we beat them and um, we move on. Liam, um, let's get your snap thoughts. I know you were shaking your head when Dan was talking about Sheffield Wednesday not being there, and uh, you agree with him. I know you're not that impressed by Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, quick snap thoughts on Sheffield Wednesday, and I'll, I'll let Peachy sort of lead with the Arsenal game so I know who was there more. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't the best performance on Saturday. I've, I've seen us play a lot better than that. Um, Especially that first 20 minutes, um, uh, Lee Evans in particular, who's been immense the last few weeks, couldn't couldn't pass the ball if, if he tried, to be honest. I don't know what was going on. He was on to cooking everything. Um, I don't know if it was nerves or something like that, but um, which I wouldn't think it would be for an experienced player like him. But it was just a bit off. But then they composed themselves and... and I'll be honest. It wasn't. It wasn't like Bristol Rovers, where we were absolutely comfortable and would sit there and go, "Oh, they they didn't look like really putting much on us." I know they hit the bar, Bristol Rovers, but they didn't really create that many chances. But Sheffield Wednesday, they didn't for the home side. The the clash of I guess the two preseason favourites. They didn't really have that many periods where they put town under real pressure. And any moments that did come really came from town giving the ball away rather than Sheffield Wednesday doing anything anything spectacular. And I, I just don't... They've got a very good squad and the players that they've got are all, for this level, um, very, very good. But, I mean, Windass didn't even think... He, he was on the pitch. Didn't even really can't remember him doing anything, um, being one of their key players. Um, and then of course they've got a lot of power up front. But essentially, they are very. I know. I know we're playing some really good football, so not every team's going to be like Ipswich. But you'd think Sheffield Wednesday some better technical players in their team that they would be playing um, a decent brand of football. But it was very direct get the ball in the box and you've got some big men in there to attack the ball it was quite simplistic and um realistically i think if barry bannon wasn't on the pitch i, I think they're bang average uh really i did i think we we had them on uh, hand their uh, arm's length um especially in the second half and we got the second goal but i mean um as soon as they got that goal back that's when the pressure started to build because they just got a bit of momentum. But even then, we created more chances on the break than Sheffield Wednesday did, really, towards our goal that you would say, oh, we're really clinging on here. They just pushed us back a bit. But they didn't make Walton work or anything. A lot of their shots that they were trying were off target. I wasn't wasn't impressed with them. And then, of course, obviously, the goal was offside, which is really, really frustrating. But um, but it, it, for me, it, it, it is that um, of what Dan said. It, it, it did feel like a defeat afterwards. We would have taken that at three o'clock. But now that we've seen that for 90 minutes and the position that we're in with 20 minutes to go, um, 
it 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 does it just does feel like a bit of a, a kick in the stones because I think we were the better side really in terms of keeping the ball um and being more I guess creative. Um so but as Dan said it's where we've where we've come from. I mean we weren't anything like that last season um and to come away from Hillsborough disappointed not having beaten Sheffield Wednesday is just a testament to where where the club is right now. Um and I'm hoping that that is that is more of 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 to come really against the bigger boys that if we don't win we'll be disappointed because to be honest if that was if that was the preseason favourites we've got nothing to fear in this league. Well, still as always, my friend. And Peter, I want you to focus more on the Arsenal game because you were there. You spoke to me on game day. You had more time to reflect. You had to go through, you know, A14 closures and all that sort of stuff. But um, are we going to Wembley? Are we going? Um, that, as Dan said, you know, we can play two very strong teams at the moment. You know, Connor Chaplin, he's well up for this. He wants to go to Wembley. And um, I'm sure a lot of these players have never probably played at Wembley. So off to Wembley, boys. Yeah, of course we are. <laughs> Honestly, I, I really like, I'm a bit like, uh, Hutchie, I, I like the competition. It's another competition. It's potentially going to end with a trip to Wembley. And like you say, Dan touched on it, the strength of our squad is, is well, like I said, we can feel two teams near enough and you still think, and I could still beat other like League One sides, in my opinion. But on the game itself, quick start, start, was it John Ball scored after like three minutes? Lovely little um, corner in, I kind of took it, but um, Ladapa had it on, finished. And I thought, like I said, on game day, we could be in for another route here, like with Northampton, but be fair to the Arsenal youngsters, who I don't think were strong as the previous side last year. They they played football, you know, so it's always nice to see a team come to Portman Road and try and play football instead of trying to wind the clock down, do a bit of, as I call it, poo housery, so I don't swear too much. And then the sort of the game, because I think, touch on the main point, like there's a bit of a, there's only 5,000 there, obviously. And um, the game went a bit of a lull period, like the crowd, but obviously there was the thing with Ladapo, which I think some fans got to realise, he's not going to score every chance, is he? You know, stri strikers don't score every time, like, because he misses one chance, it's the end of the world for some fans. And I know the North Stand were like doing a little chance, and I can see both sides of the argument, where some were a little bit, in my opinion, patronising. But then other ones were showing their support for Ladapo. And when he did finally get the goal, a great through ball from great ball through from Don Ball. That was the loudest cheer of the night, as always, because you know everyone's that's nice to see actually I think town fans have changed a little bit as in they'll try and support players now instead of like just swearing to them, you're useless, get him off. At least it's even more encouragement, which is a good sign in my opinion. But I think with them two wins that takes us through, doesn't it? Near enough. I know we've got Cambridge yeah, away. Technically I think we're not just yet progressed somehow. I don't know how it works mathematically, but I think yeah, it's I know just, yeah. Arsenal have got three and Cambridge have got three points. Northampton mm -hmm. have got no, obviously Northampton can't qualify and obviously after we can just get a draw at Cambridge, I'm pretty sure we're through. But yeah. Then we get through the last thirty two. And I think if we win the group, we get a home tie anyway. Yeah. I think that's how it works. But yeah. another step closer to Wembley. But just because I can touch on the Chef Wednesday game, it's just yeah, of course. Like, it's like it's like it's been said, like before the game, I'd have took a draw. It's just the manner and like it is frustrating, but then if we're frustrated, like we've been said again, if we're frustrated with a draw at Hillsborough, that shows how again how far we've come. 
Um, but I think it's on paper, Hillsborough seems the hardest place to go. But I think there will be a lot more harder away games, in my, my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Coming up against, of course, Owen Park. Liam's got his hand up. What do you want to say now, mate? <laughs> I, I I just wanted to quickly touch on what Peachy said about the depot. Um, mm-hmm. In in just just quickly, basically, I've I've been quite annoyed about the amount of criticism Ladapo's been getting just because he hasn't been scoring goals. The fact is, is McKenna brought him to the club because he fits what McKenna wants in the team, and. Yes, he, he is a striker, so goals are his bread and butter. But he does so much more for the team than just just scoring goals. It, uh, some of his work rate has been really good. But I will say that on Saturday when he came on, he did look a bit off it. And that's the first time that I felt a bit critical of him. Um, and criticism was probably fair. Um, in that he, he just I don't know if it was just because he's not much of an impact player maybe but he, he came on and he really struggled for that last 20 minutes to to really keep the ball up front which helped Sheffield Wednesday build that momentum later on and I think he was a little bit of a yard off it he just never got anywhere near so but overall I've got no issues with Ladapo I don't understand why there's all this all this stuff going on. He, he does a great job for the team. And if other players are scoring because of him, then I don't care, to be honest. We're winning games, scoring goals, and Ladapo will get his goals eventually. The other thing with Ladapo, just to finish, I didn't go to the game, right? But when you when I heard what was going on, so on the on the on the EADT blog, I think with about 20 minutes to go, there was a line saying fans are chanting Ladapo's name. I was reading it on the blog and I thought, oh, and then you hear you kind of things pop up on Twitter and you hear things about some people are kind of taking the piss a bit and being sarcastic. What I have noticed with a player like him is his body language. If you, if you watch him when he scores that goal, if there's only 5,000 there. If people were getting on him, he would have been hearing that. And he scored that goal and he turned around to the North Stand and gave a massive beaming smile. And I just think, you know, he, I think he, he, for someone like him, he's very much like, he's obviously riled fans of other clubs before he's come here. He came, didn't he? That lens of, oh, he's a bit, he might score 20 goals, but he's a bit lazy and he gets frustrated. And I think, I think we've been a bit, um, I think people have still, he's still got to shake that off. Ross has gone. Yeah, sorry. So I'm just eating some jelly and I just didn't want to do it on screen. So um, I, I thought Dan's in it. Board you to submission, but no, no, I just no, <laughs> no I, ever I, the, yeah, ever the professional. No, I just wanted, to, I didn't want to do it on screen, I wanted to eat my jelly. And I thought Dan's <laughs> in a nice, he's a nice, he's a nice rhythm here. And I, I was hoping he was going to good speak for another 30 to a minute, but um, then you stopped. I was like, why are you stopping? I'm halfway through. Um, it's all good, it's all good. Some good chat about Ladapo, and I'm a big fan of Ladapo. I think he'll get his goal soon, but as, as Liam said, he works very hard for the team. and. Um, Definitely against Bristol Rovers. I thought he played really well. Um, but there we go. Any other notes, boys, before we go on to our next feature of the pod? Anything else you want to mention? That's all. Anyone saying no? Okay, then. Let's jump into a new feature on the podcast called Town Debate. Dum, dum, dum. Um, basically now get into a courtroom to um, debate all things town. We're going to have different subjects each week. 
um, to debate. Um, do you like it? Do you dislike it? All that sort of stuff. And the first debate is Tractor Boys, the name Tractor Boys. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting topic because I think some people like it. Some people love it. Some people dislike it. Um, or they not that fussed about it, really. Um, so I'm going to start off with Peachy, actually, first of all, because I know you're a big fan of it. Um, of course, it is our slogan. We've got a song about Tractor Boys, you know, we sing it, you know, all that sort of stuff. But what do you like about it? And um, and I'll get some thoughts from Dan and Liam as well. Um, I think it's it's just a bit different. You know, obviously, East Anglia is known for farming. And I, it, it came around, like, in the pre- when we got the Premier League. And I remember seeing an interview in the paper where Jim McGilton came out and said the players absolutely hate it. So the North Stand started seeing the world. It was like, you know, 1-0 to the Tractor Boys. And now we've got the Ole Ole Tractor Boys one as well. But obviously when I was growing up, we were always known as the Super Blues. And that has started to come back, I've noticed, which I've got a problem with that either. But yeah, because for me it's different, I really like it. The only issue I have got with the Tractor Boys thing was a um, little boring story for it. One last season I was in Newmarket Town Centre for a game, sat there in my town shirt outside Greg's, just having a cup of tea and a steak bake. And this whole old uh, gentleman was walking past, saw his, he had his Norris scarf on, he looked at me and I was like, raise your eyebrows you do, and he goes, looked at him and went, blooming tractor wanker. I thought, <laughs> thanks for that, mate. I apologise for my language, but yeah, that's the only reason I've got a problem with it. But um, And also, I think it helps with the women's team, because they're known as the tractor girls. So, yeah. Uh, obviously, everyone's got an opinion on stuff, that's mine, so yeah, I'll pass that's over to yeah, or um, of course, little plug here. Of course, listen to Track the Girls talk uh, with me and Blue Wilson talking all things Ish Town Women. But um, I thought this is a nice little start of the town debate because um, you know, every club have got their own nicknames, you know, names to, to call the club. Um, and Track the Boys, yeah, it's very it very splits opinion. Um, Dan, what's your thoughts on it, my friend? Uh, I think, uh, well, I think what Peachy said is it's an East Anglian thing. And because I'm not from East Anglia, like the majority of Ipswich fans, I'm pretty ambivalent towards it. Like, I guess it, it, it identifies who we are. We are from a Ipswich are from a farming community, and it came, didn't it? I remember it when it was first sung. It was at St Andrews. It was when Arsenal had gone on that massive run, and it was one nil to the Arsenal. They always used, and then it was, and then when we were winning at Birmingham, I remember it started up one 0 to the Tractor Boys, and it stuck, and it stuck with us when we went into the Premier League. So obviously, when you're in the Premier League, that's when the media kind of labelled us as the Tractor Boys, and it stuck with us. I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. I still sing it at Portman Road. There's a couple of songs, Tractor Boys are going to make the noise, and one 0 to the Tractor Boys, and I'm fine with it. Um, I was funnily enough last weekend. Um, well, whenever the Ipswich Cambridge game was off and I was walking down the mall with a family because we weren't at football and Alex, my son, had his Ipswich top on and we had two people shout out, Tractor Boy. And it's just what, it's because he had his Ipswich shirt on and it's kind of like what, what we're known as, you know. It's, I'm not, what, what else are we going to call ourselves? What, 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 anything any better than it? I can't, I can't think of anything. You got, I don't know. I just think if you take something like that a bit too seriously, there's, there's a problem. So, I'm, I'm, it's how people know us. I'm pretty happy with it. And uh, but as I say, it's like I'm not, I'm not really from East Anglia, so I'm, I don't really feel massively passionate about it either way. 
Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up and uh, yeah, because you, you can call us blues, but then there's so many different clubs that are blues, you know, Birmingham, yeah, yeah. Chelsea, you can name a lot. And yeah, it is known to us. And a lot of people go, yeah, I'm attractable and all that sort of stuff. Liam, you've got a very different connection to Dan and Peachy um, with your, you know, becoming a season ticket holder only a few years back. Um, of course, you probably would have known it's your town as the Tractor Boys um, from outside circles. But um, you, since you've now been adopted a Tractor Boy, what's your thoughts on it all? Uh, to be honest, I'm nonplussed because it's kind of, as you say, I'm a bit late to the party. So it's kind of the norm for me. Everyone sings the songs. People recognise Ipswich fans and, and Ipswich players and, and obviously the women's team as Tractor Boys, Tractor Girls. Um and it's kind of a bit of the norm for me, but I, I, and if obviously it's come from the Premier League era, which was way before my time being anywhere near East Anglia, then obviously um, for me, um, I didn't know anything before that, to be honest. Um, but I can understand why people wouldn't like it um, if it's a kind of gimmick um, that's been given to the club um, through the media um, because it's it's not something that um, I mean I think quite a lot of the people actually quite like it but obviously the media have, have kind of come up with it and, and town have kind of adopted it a little bit but I can understand why some of the the hardcore potentially don't because it's not a unique Thing that Ipswich have come up with. It's not something that's been with Ipswich since the beginning or something that they've put together as a club or, or supporters throughout time and it's engrossed itself through the generations. It's something that's been labelled onto them and people have kind of adopted it. And as you say, from someone like me from the outside, I would have known Ipswich as, as the Tractor Boys because that's what they've been nicknamed but i can understand why some some fans might find that annoying because it's not their nickname basically it's something that's been given to someone else and they might get a bit annoyed at the fact that that's not what they want to be called some people don't want to be called that maybe some people don't want that connotation with farming and stuff even though suffolk is quite a a large farming community um or county shall i say um but some people may not like that they may not think it's maybe a good enough nickname maybe maybe it's not something they want to be um associated with but i mean for me um it's kind of been there so i sing the songs and if i get called a, a tracks boy i'm i'm okay with it but i can see why some people might have an issue with it. Better to be called, better to be called something than nothing. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, what are Norwich called? What are, they're the participants, aren't they? I mean, we, we, you know, we, you know, I'd much rather be called something that's uh, you know better than yeah. nothing. Definitely. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're the canaries, aren't they? So, I mean, is that was, was that was, was that put because of, did they come up with that, or has just someone gone? Well, their kit is. Yellow, green, green, uh, but they're just canary color. We'll just call them the canaries. <laughs> or is it the fact they've got is, is, is it a canary on their badge? Is that what the 
I, I don't know. I know anyway, nothing. let's um let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, this is a pilot <laughs> episode of the debate, and um, I'm hoping in future episodes we'll have more debate in terms of people disagreeing with each other. But it, it was just a nice little yeah set question just to start off, you know, smoothly. And you never know in future weeks there could be fighting going on because people are like, no, I don't dis- I agree- disagree with you. I agree with you and all that sort of stuff. But there we go. Let us know. Let us know, ladies and gentlemen, um, your thoughts on the Tractor Boys uh, nickname and all that sort of stuff. I, I put it in our group chat just a minute ago. A lot of people are saying, like it, like it, like it. Um, good old Bono went, like it, but it's had its time. Yeah. Um, and I think you mentioned that, Dan, as well, about, you know, you think it's had its moment. Um, but then what else could we call ourselves? Uh, can anybody brainstorm quickly? What else would you say? You know, yeah, you could be Super Blues or you can be up the town. Like, we always go up the town. Um there's no, I don't know. It's not. Is there something to do with Sheeran on the horizon? I don't know. It's down to the youth. It's down to the youth to come up with something. Yeah, that's what I say. Let the youth come through and do it like the youth did in 1998. It's time for something new. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, everyone, get 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 yourself head together. Let us know all that thoughts and all that sort of stuff. Again, boys, let's get into the strike. It's time for Dan, Liam, and Peachy go head to head. Uh, who's going to win the crown for the strike this week? Um, let me just get my questions up. We've got four questions plus a tiebreaker if needed. Um, I'm sure we may need it, but um, if, you, if we don't, we'll still use it anyway because, um, as you know, gamble at the end. Um, we, we don't promote gambling, but just that's just a standard strike tiebreaker. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to shut up now and uh, move on to the first question, boys. Um, so, as you know, I always go for birthdays this week or this month in September, and um, good old Craig Forrest celebrated his birthday. Um, this week or this month, um, how many clean sheets Ooh. did Craig Forrest keep in 46 league games in the 1991-92 title winning season? Ooh. So, because I think I've done clean sheets in the Premier League and done clean sheets all together, but I thought I'd be more creative and do how many clean sheets in 46 league games in that course title winning season? Um, how many do you reckon then? I'm trying to think Sorry, I was trying to the video I used to watch all the because I got on video that season. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. trying to think some of the games, but yeah. it's gonna be a stab in the dark, yeah. Yeah. What's what's Liam gone? Liam's gone for 12. twelve. My favourite number. Mm. Of course, Dan's got more advantage here because I know you went to a few games, didn't you, Dan? You went to a lot of those games. I think that was fourteen, by the way. Oh. Uh, fourteen as well. Oh, great minds. Okay. okay, of course, if you get it bang on, you get two points. And um Liam from Crew has got a bang on. It's 12. Oh, what a limb. Liam starts off. It's 2-0. Early doors with Liam Crew. And of course, Liam, that is even before your bloody era. Um, so there we go. What a start. Well, what a done. start. well done, Liam, lad. So 12 in 46 games. What do you reckon? Is that is that we it's... we uh, we we talk, yeah, we didn't that we we didn't like if, if it was McKenna, we'd have about 30 if we ever won the championship. <laughs> yeah. we, had, we, um, we weren't, we didn't really grind out clean sheets that season, mm. but we were solid enough to go up. But yeah, I knew it was around them, but that's yeah, 12, fair play. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there was many, I don't think yeah. there was many goalless draws. <laughs> there was a we drew a yeah. lot of games 1 1 and we lot of we won a lot of away games 2 <laughs> 1. Yeah, yeah, so there we go. Good. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, he knew it. Did his research. He knew he knew what I'd do a Craig Forrest question. And he just did all the opportunities. Now, question two, and I think this has given an opportunity for Peachy to possibly have advantage here because it's on Frank Newball. Clack. How many goals did he score in 60 games? Oh, bloody hell. 
Sorry. Um, of course, he had that one one evening where he became prime. I'm trying to think of a striker, um, prime Ronaldo, um, pretty much because he was unbelievable against them. Um, that game against Palace, but sixty games. Frank Newell, how many goals? Are we talking uh, league games only? No, all competition, all competitions. Not that that makes much difference. No, no. Um, I'll go for seven. Seven. Oh. Okay. Um, of course, bang on, you get a double the points just like Liam did. Let's see. Uh, Nine. 16, probably too much. Nine. Yeah, no one's got up bang on, but the closest is Peachy, and it's only five goals. Whoa. Five goals in 60 Peachy games. Blind, Peachy blinder. He wasn't, yeah. exactly, he wasn't exactly prolific, was he? No, but then he played a lot on the wing, though, didn't he, really? He played a lot on the wing. Um, Phenomenal work, yeah. right? Phenomenal yeah, work rate. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, he scored. Is it twice he scored against Palace that evening? Is it twice? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 one game, that's one game he scored to <laughs> and then the other game is three. Um, so yeah, not a great record. But he's always a good bloke, Frank. Frank was always a decent lad. He's, of course, now he's still at Colchester, isn't he? Um, where they're mm-hmm. struggling. But we, won't, we won't get into what's going on there because uh, we all know what's going on. Um, okay, then, third question is on. Panuche Kamara, of course, got connection with Plymouth. He hasn't played for us just yet, but of course, signed from Plymouth. And um, he had a very interesting backstory because he, he started his youth career in Portugal, then came to England and joined Barnsley Youth Academy, then got released and he played non-league football. Now, for which team did he play non-league football? Was it Fleet United, Dulwich Hamlet or Slough Town? So, yeah, he had a very interesting little journey. So, yeah, he went to... yeah. Fox, nice little question. Um, a nice little journey. Then, you know, playing non league. Okay, once uh, Liam gone, anyone's gone Dolwich. Dolwich. Gone Fleet. It is Dolwich Hamlet. Um, so it's two, no, three, two, nil. Sorry, Danny boy. I'm out. It's fine, mate. It's fine. But no, no, you can, you can come tie-breaker. in with a tiebreaker later on. on. Mm-hmm. You carry on, on, though. Carry on. But now it's chance here now, though, for Peachy to get. Um, to a tiebreaker, or can Liam make it a victory? Now, the next question is on James Wilson, of course, um, at Plymouth. Um, hasn't been starting, though, because um, basically he got he got sent off one week and um, basically the, his replacement has been playing really well. So he's not been able to get into the team. I think he played midweek in the Pat John Trophy, but it's looking likely he won't start on the weekend. He'll, he may be on the bench, whatever. But anyway, he joined town on a free transfer from which club? Was it Lincoln City, Sheffield United or Walsall? So can Peachy steal it at the death to make it free free to go to tiebreaker, or can Liam, out of nowhere, get the win? So Dan Lincoln, Dan's gone for. Liam's gone for Lincoln. Lincoln as well. It is Lincoln. So Liam from Crew has won. Well, Liam, um, you're gonna you're gonna gamble it, my friend, or you're gonna you're gonna take the win straight away. Uh, what's the prize? Um, the prize is um, Ross a lift home. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, that's I'll pretty stick much then. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll. Well, seeing as though no one has ever stuck, I'll, I'll gamble. Um, because yeah. okay, well, I'd look like a right. <laughs> Sportsmanship, my friend. Okay, then tiebreaker. And of course, once again, Liam, though, Peachy and Dan has to get a bang on to take the crown. Um, now, in 24 games at Plymouth, how many times have Town won? 
So 24 games at Plymouth at home park. How many times? Um, technically, Liam, you don't need to play if you don't want to, but you know you can do if you want because um, you're one overall. Um, but you no, know, you, you could get a bang on. And, you know, you get double points straight away. Got eight. Oh, Dan's got eight as well. <laughs> I've gone seven. Seven. <laughs> Let me have a look. Imagine. No, I got the answer. I was just doing I was, suspense oh, for everyone. Suspense oh, for everyone. Sorry, sorry, Ross. Okay, so 24 games. Yep. There's been 10 defeats. So that actually, they've beaten us more, more times. That leaves 14. Seven draws. Oh, seven wins. <laughs> so teach me at the death. Wins. <laughs> Liam for crew. Oh, dear. Um, you see, you see, I'm I'm laughing because Peachy's now got to give you a lift, so it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. some more some yeah. more coming back. Some more about, yeah. Um, well, well, Peachy, um, you've won right to the death there. Um, yeah, your thoughts? Well, shows what happens when you do your research, doesn't it? <laughs> no, complete, complete, complete guess, complete guess. But I think we're all winners in this, aren't we? That's the main we thing. We are. We're, We're all winners. Taking exactly. part, but of course, it, it, it makes it better when you win as well. Um, but there we go. Well done, Dan. Well done for taking part, my friend. You're, you're also um, involved. And Liam, oh, your, your, your quick little speech. You've won it you overall in terms of the four questions, but the tiebreaker, Peachy took up from your grasps. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprising myself of how well I seem to do at these things. I, I, I seem to be doing a lot better than I would think. I would I, I thought I would be like Dan and pretty much getting nothing. But um most of them are just pure guesses. But there is one question I'm I'm intrigued to know. If I had got it spot on, mm -hmm. um then would I have got had to take you double? Yeah. <laughs> take you double trips. <laughs> No, you you won. You would have just won overall. You would have won. You just you would have just. So won. I wouldn't have got a double prize then. No, no the other no, prize oh, would just okay. be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I am I haven't got a budget. I haven't got a budget for prizes. Um, so that's why you have to give me lifts because that's that's you know that's my budget. <laughs> still, still in your petrol and all that. Um, but yeah, I, I know I've got a big like Liam's probably the biggest in terms of lifts I have to return back because. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 a massive yes, lift. Just just general, just even going to shopping, just you know shopping. Um, anyway, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But there we go. Another edition of the strike. Hope you all enjoyed as ever. Um, let's talk about a feature we brought you last week, and it was about um, the free beers um, taps. Your ultimate free beers tap at Portman Road. Now we've actually done a bit of a. A remix of this as well now because I've also added spirits because there's also people who maybe they're more of a, a gin, a rum drinker, or even a wine drinker. So if you can bring wine in, involved as well. Um, so yeah, if you had your ultimate lineup, I'm going to start off with good old Dan. Um, you, you, currently, you're at the kiosk at Portman Road. What would you be your free ultimate lineup? Unbelievably tough question, this, but what I, I think you've got to go local, okay. I think you've got to go local. We've got, we've got some brilliant breweries in Suffolk. So in an ideal world, you'd have Adnams for your beer, Aspals for your cider, and which are both lovely, and maybe Green King. 
um, the other the other Suffolk brewery. But I'd probably go to give a bit of variety. Beer Adnams, probably go ship. Aspel's Premier Crew for the cider, and I'm gonna go personal choice Red Stripe for lager because you can't get that in many places. And uh, if the match was rubbish, you'd have a very good time at the bar. Indeed, indeed. That's what it's all about as well. It's all about, you know, your own creation. Uh, ben was very much um, being very, he wants to please the people. He doesn't want to back please himself. He wants to please the people. So, but no, good choice. Now, I'm a big red stripe man as well. Mm. A very underrated beer or lager. Um, definitely up there for me. Um, Liam, now I know you're more of a, a rum drinker, but you, you know, you like yourself a cider, but what is your, your free ultimate taps? Yeah, well, I'm not really much of a beer or a lager drinker whatsoever. Uh, I did used to drink quite a bit of Tenants Lager when I was in Scotland, but um, it's not the best. <laughs> um, cheap and cheerful. Um, but I would say I, I would have to go quite heavy on the cider um, in terms of... So I would probably have um, Old Rosie Westerns, which is quite uh, strong stuff. Um, my uh, Ribena, as I like to call it, uh, which is my usual pint of choice before a game on a Saturday, uh, dark fruit. Um, but as you say, having a spirit in there, um, I would definitely, definitely have a keg of rum uh, to go. Um, if And if it's an unlimited keg, then that would be uh, beautiful. I'd, uh, wouldn't even go to the game, to be honest. I'd just stay in the bar. I um, uh, had a very, very nice rum called um, Bamboo in uh, Bristol on a stag do earlier this year. So uh, that's that's very nice. Uh, Morgan Spiced is is my usual go-to on, on that. Um, but uh, Dead Man's Fingers is also a very, very nice rum as well. So... Any any rum basically in this keg will will do me. I'll be happy as Larry. Indeed, my friend. And um, before I bring you in, Peter, I want to quickly bring you in, Dan. Quickly, I know you're a wine drinker. What would be your wine of choice if you had a a wine tap? Um, I would probably go for uh, Sicilian red wine, um, bottle of Vina Maypo or Vina Maypo, which is beautiful okay. which i drank heavily on my honeymoon ah there we <laughs> go there you go brownie points there brownie points mentioning that there we go um peachy then up to you now my friends to bring us home with your ultimate free taps at port Road. what are you taking what are you bringing us well i'm a bit like uh ben i'm having like three options as in like a lager an ale and a stout obviously the stout is going to be guinness that is absolutely, I love that drink. It's an all year round drink. Also, it can count as a meal as well because it's very filling. My ale is the same as Dan. And as Mr. Heath knows, it is an ale. It is a ghost ship from Adnams. Yeah. And my lager is one of, it's my favorite lager, is Cobra. Obviously, I'd like, I'm enjoying the new takeaway myself. Yeah. And like, you just can't beat a pint of Cobra. It is lovely. They'd be yeah. my three. I like it. I like it. As you said, your Guinness is yeah, is very filling. Um, oh, it's lovely. Just just one. I'm like, oh, bloody hell, that's enough for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cobra always the way for an Indian. Boom. 
happy days when that's in front of me. Um, but there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of really under the radar beers out there and lagers out there, just like you just don't think of. And of course, grounds, they, they stick to the classics, don't they? they? They do the San Miguel's and all that sort of stuff. But sometimes you want a nice little rarity. And um, when a club out of nowhere brings you like amazing taps, but, but there yeah. we go then, boys. Um, we're we're, t- we're going to be talking more beer chat here and more just drinking chat because um, I've also now added another question onto this. And you have an opportunity to have a beer, have a you know drink a bit of wine, whatever you want, with a current member of the town squad or coaching staff. Up to you. You can do whatever you want. So, Dan, which player, which coaching staff are you having a drink with? Well, I had a drink with one of the Ipswich Club staff about two weeks ago by complete accident. And I've completely fluffed my opportunity. It was uh, at the Oval. Uh, it was the Friday. It had pissed. It rained all day. And uh, we retired to the pub at about six o'clock. And as I walked into the pub in the Oval, there was Andy Rolls and the two performance lads at Ipswich who were standing there having a pint and we walked in. Now, they obviously, they're probably not very well. Not many people noticed them out of Ipswich. Me and my mate went up to me and went, hey, you're Andy Rolls, mate. Can we have a drink? And then we were just talking rubbish then. Very nice bloke, by the way. Didn't bat an eyelid. But um, uh, so on that basis, on the, the fact that I fluffed my opportunity there, I know it's a bit boring, but I'd love to go for a pint with Kieran McKenna. Just because I think, uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just think, I, I, to be honest, I just like listening to him talk. And uh, I, I, I kind of want, I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced for all the image that McKenna's got of the pretty dry, intelligent, studious character. Uh, I'd like to see what he's, he's like outside of that. So Kieran McKenna, a couple of pints would be good. What do you reckon he would drink? What, what's his, cause I know he's, he's not uh, Irish, so. I think, I think he has to be Guinness, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, it's probably like a wine. I think you know, he's probably a wine drinker as well, do you reckon? Pretty discerning character. Um, quiet little table in the corner. Guinness or a red wine. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be, I think he'd be very interesting company. As a player, probably more so, because I think he'd be quite intense and it'd be quite amusing. And I don't reckon he can handle his booze at all, more so. I reckon he's... <laughs> I reckon, yeah. No, I'm gonna. Yeah, I reckon he's he's a he's what he's like. You know those lads are like really aggressive, and they love. But they'll have half a pint, and they'll be all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've I've got I've got a friend who's like that as well. He's he's a tough boy. He's like he's a really you know he, he's a big fighter and all that. He's like he, he's got muscles and everything. But yeah, one pint, he's he's yeah he's lightweight. So yeah, it could be. We'll have to test it one day. You never know. Um, Liam, then Liam from Crew. Um, as you said, you're more of a, a rum drinker. So, um, who are you having a rum with? Uh, I'm going to go with JD because yeah. I'm going to go for JD because I think he's he's obviously very understated. He, he's 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 that kind of guy in the background um, that no one really notices. He gets on with his work. He's 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 a solid hand at the the head of the shit, but I think he, I think he, he, he probably knows some very good rums with his uh, Caribbean background. And I think, uh, I think he could treat me to some, some pretty nice stuff. Uh, so I would uh, love to check out uh, what, uh, what rums he might have in store for me, um, which would be brilliant. And I think he actually might be quite a, 
quite a, a lively guy in the background off the football pitch. I think uh, get a few down him. I think he could be a little bit of the life of the party. I think so. I think he's very understated. I think he's a very chill guy. He's very laid back, but I'm sure, yeah. Well, the thing is nowadays as well, of course, footballers, they're not they're not heavy drinkers. They used to back in the 90s, you know, 90s. Yeah, very much so. But now I'm sure they still have points here and there. You see different stories and stuff, but I'm sure, you know, in family members and blah, 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 they just, you know, you can have a little beer here and there. But but there we go. Peachy then. We've had Kieran McKenna, Sam Morsey, JD. Who are you going for? Well, I was thinking about this most of the day. And like, at first I thought... Sam Morsey, because you know, if you're in a pub, it all kicks off. You got him, you got him on your side, you're fine. But then I thought, do I really fancy getting a scrap? Nah. Then I thought, just kind of Chaplin. So I just look at that smile all night. It's just a lovely smile he has. But then I thought that might get a bit weird. So I eventually thought I'll go with. I think George Edmondson, because I think he's just a bit of a laugh. He likes a bit of banter, like you see him on Coffee Club, and he seems a bit like you know, the life and soul. Like it's going to be a bit of fun. He's your man. Not sure what he'd drink though. I don't know if, would he be like a more like a brew dog man, I think. Like one of your craft lagers, maybe. But yeah, it'd be yeah. George, George or, Edmondson. Or, yeah. or he could probably be maybe a Stella, Stella boy, maybe. No, 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 no. You know, that's Morsey's that's, no, no, that's Morsey's drink. Like Morsey. One of yeah. them, bang, let's go for it. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of chap who wouldn't get served though, would he? Because he'd like <laughs> yeah. Wait, not with that idea. Over a ten year old. Definitely, but uh, but uh, good chat, lads. And we'll, we'll bring this throughout the next few weeks and few months of the KOA fan social when we bring on different people. And of course, if you want to get involved on the podcast, of course, contact me at Ross Media UK. Always good to get different voices on, but it's always good to hear different opinions, different thoughts, as always. Um, okay, boys, enough beer chat, lager chat, spirit chat, and all that chat. Let's get into the game on the weekend. Um, live on Sky, thanks, Sky, Sky Curse, and all that sort of stuff. Sunday afternoon. Um, Plymouth doing really well at the moment. Once again, another another season do well. Third in League One. Of course, we're still top, still unbeaten. Um, Dan, how are you feeling going into this one? And we've got a big talking point, of course. Wes Burns yeah. is gone international duty um with Wales. Um, not even starting, not even on the bench. Won't get into that. But um, how are you feeling going into this one, mate? And the big question is who are you starting at Plymouth instead of Burns? Uh KBY, Caden Jackson, Carl Edwards, Wildcard option, Marcus Harness. Yeah, it's uh, well. Now I think Plymouth are without doubt. I personally think they're up there as the best team in the division, along along with us. And I say that purely from if you if you look at the teams that Plymouth have played and beaten this season, they've had the hardest run of games by far on paper. And they've beaten Sheffield Wednesday. They've beaten Barnsley. They've beaten Bolton. We didn't beat any of them. So I think they are a real dark horse in the division. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I really do. I think. Um, I think. I don't. Even though they got off to it, I see them as a really as a rival, and I think that they were seconds away from winning at Pompey. Let's not forget that. Now, I just think you know we don't have Burns. They don't have Finazaz who. Is a miss for them, just as much as Burns is a miss for us. I think it's a bit ridiculous, really, if Rob Page doesn't think he's good enough to get on the bench tonight for Wales um, and he just sits around for four days, not even on a bench and can't play for us. Just somehow doesn't feel right, but I know I know that's the way it works. But 
I think um, Plymouth will be really tough. They're excellent at home. Um, I think replacing Burns personnel, I'll go for KVY. I think the reason why I go with KVY is he's the most natural right wing back that we've got. I think we just need players playing in their proper roles. I don't think we have to go too fancy. I think Jackson's scoring up front. Don't see the point of moving him to the right wing. I, don't, I think Edwards is a bench player at the moment. And I think KVY, we all need a bit of that defensive ability at times at Plymouth. And I think he deserves a go there. Um, I can't remember the last time he started as right wing back KVY. He's been all over the place. But um, uh, I think saying all of that, in terms of the game itself, we, although they've got off to a good start this season, we did give them, when we beat them 1-0 at the back end of last season, I mean, that was a that was 1-0 going on 2 or 3-0. I mean, we really did dominate Plymouth, to be honest. Um, and I think they're going to be wary, just as wary of us as we are going to respect them. So I know it's a bit dull, <laughs> but I'm going to go 1-1. And I and I and you know and I think that'd be, I, I, you know, if we I tell you what, if we if we win on Saturday, with no one else playing, that is a proper statement we could send out on Sky. Um, it really is, and I'd love to think we could nick it one nil. But I think Plymouth are a really decent side. I think I've got Danny Mayer coming back. You know, to replace us as is more than decent. So um, I'll take a one-one now, and um, then beat Portsmouth next week. Oh yes, mate, big talk. Of course, that's going to be a massive sellout. It sounds like the tickets are twenty-five thousand sold and pumpier. They're going to bring in their fans. It's going to be huh, unbelievable atmosphere. Um, Liam Plymouth live on Sky. Uh, how you feeling going into this one without Wes Burns? But he's not been the player he was last year. Uh, what are you going with the right wing back role and um, overall your thoughts on the game? Yeah, um, I do agree with Dan. I think KVY, we don't need to be over the top. Um, it is going to be a tough game. So we don't need to, I suppose, do something off the cuff. But McKenna will know what the best player for that position will be. Um if you go for Edwards, then it's a great opportunity for him to have an op- well to have a go at, at maybe even taking Burns's spot. Because to be honest, I don't know what it is about Westburn. I think he's just knackered. I literally think he's just knackered. He, he he's he obviously had a few niggly injuries at the end of last season. He kept playing because we didn't have the depth of squad as we do this season um, and with what we were needing to do at the back end of last season just to make the playoffs, we we had to have our key players playing week in, week out. And I think Burns did have a few niggles there that he, he played through. And then he's gone straight off to play for Wales in the early month of June, straight after the season finishes. He hasn't had a break, really. He hasn't had a proper break um, because then, of course, he comes back from Wales duty. He has a couple of weeks and then pre-season started because of obviously the World Cup and and so on. The season starting a bit earlier, it's kind of pushed everything. So he's not really had a break. So I can understand from that point of view why he's not been been on it 
from the start. Um, the worrying thing is, he, I don't know if he's been found out maybe a bit. Um, and maybe um, it's up to him now that he is getting recognised for Wales. It's up to him to try and maybe reinvent himself a little bit to to get that spark back. Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He isn't taking on players at the moment. He seems a little bit afraid to do that. Whereas last season, he gets the ball head down, bang. Um, <laughs> but then I think that, and then you think, well, he's been playing in this league for quite a while because he was obviously at Fleetwood before he came to us. And I mean, most of the teams in this league have probably seen and know what he can do. So I think he's just genuinely needs a bit of time um, to just recuperate. Uh, you, you talk about football players in the modern era now and how many games they can play and, and you, you compare them to the likes of, of the team in, in the 80s that played with a very, very small squad played about 60 matches and, and you, they didn't batter an eyelid. And of course, they weren't anywhere near the peak fitness of a footballer in today's world. The pitches were pretty terrible and the footballs were, were a lot heavier. But um, I, I think I think he just needs a break. So if Edwards comes in, it's a great opportunity for him. But I think from a, a, a solid point of view, KVY might be a better option just to have that natural position because from a defensive point of view, we we do need to be solid because, as Dan says, Plymouth... I said this um, before the Sheffield Wednesday game. Wednesday at Hillsborough, always going to be a big game, but I always saw this game against Plymouth being the harder one of the two because with Wednesday, you don't know what you're going to get with Wednesday. They could be absolutely brilliant, or they could be what they ended up being, quite average. They weren't weren't that great, to be honest. Whereas Plymouth, they've been very strong at home, and I don't think they've conceded the goal yet, um, I think. Uh, so at, at home. Of course, I've conceded. And, yeah, oh, you know, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not bothered about their away form, because obviously <laughs> it's at home park. So, but... Um, they haven't conceded a goal on home soil, so it just shows how strong they are. Losing Azaz, I think, is a big blow for them. But um, we have lost Burns. Who's who's to say Burns wouldn't have suddenly recaptured his form? So it is kind of an eye for an eye in that regard. Um, two very well-matched teams, though. And I saw the highlights of their match against Portsmouth. And they were unlucky because they played some really good football. And ironically, they had a goal chalked off for offside that was onside when we obviously had a goal given against us that was clearly offside. So it is going to be a tough game. I was at um, Home Park last season. Um, and I know the teams have evolved a little bit since then, slightly new players. But um, I think... Uh, this is going to be a really tough one. I said, coming into these three matches, if we can come away with five points, two draws on the road against those two sides and not give them any advantage and then beat Portsmouth at Portman Road, I, I would be very, very happy with that return. So 
I have put in the chat uh, for the prediction league three one just because of my league standings, <laughs> basically. Um, and I'm going to try and be a bit more erratic because I need to climb the table a little bit. But my my true feeling is I think it's going to be a tight one, um, one by the odd goal or as Dan says, it, 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 a draw is quite a quite um, a distinctive one. So I'll say on here, um, I'll go I'll go for a Desmond and actually say that their their run at home of not conceding will go. But I think we we we'll be happy with a point coming out of this. But I'm sticking to my free one in the prediction because if it comes off, then um, I'm going to be delighted. <laughs> Indeed, and to, to update the viewers, um, so the leaderboard we have with the KOA Posse, um, Steve uh, Wallace, who was on last week's fan social, he's currently top of the table, um, getting some um, bang-on predictions recently. Um, he's actually based in Plymouth, so this is his derby um, against Plymouth. I know he's got a lot of friends who are Plymouth fans, so they'll be interesting, but he's top. Um, Dan and Peter, you're doing pretty well. You're, you're a top half of the table. I think you're in the top top five, so you're doing really well. Uh, Liam is in the bottom four, um, so not doing so great. <laughs> um, but there we go. Um, I'm currently I'm I'm just outside the playoffs, so I'm happy with that. Pretty happy with that. But um, Peter, then my friends, um, another player we're going to be missing as well is Greg Lee. He's of course on international duty with Jamaica, so we're not going to be having him coming off the bench because um, I think he's been really well recently coming off the bench and sort of shoring off for the defence. But he won't be there, um, just like Wes Burns. Um, who are you starting and your thoughts on this game, my friend? I uh, <clears throat> sorry, I agree with Liam and Dan. I think it'll be KVY. I mean, I know uh, McKenna started Jackson there way at Burton, but I think it's a bit of a different game, personally. And I think we're going to be a bit more, be, it's going to be a bit more defensive. And like I say, looking at their attackers, like, they've got Ryan Hardy, Niall Ennis, Sam Cosgrove. I didn't realise Morgan Morgan Wickets is there. I can't say his name. Is, is there? Who was on loan at Lincoln last year? Was it? Rate him quite well. Obviously, they're missing Finn. As I said, so we're missing Burns. It's going to be tight, even though in the prediction I decided to go three 0 You know, you never know. But oh, it's just like again, I agree with um, Liam. This is a bloody tough game, and I think Plymouth don't get enough credit for how good they are. In my opinion, they like they play decent football. They've had some great results so far this season. I know their manager was linked with the Huddersfield job, wasn't he? I don't. I think he's staying at Plymouth, which is good for him, to be fair, because I think they're on a better run. But, do you know what? I think we'll win. I think we'll win 2-1. But I'm still sticking with my 3-0 prediction. <laughs> but on Greg, on, Greg, on Greg Lee, he's a big miss as well, because especially when games are getting tough or we need to see a game out, we normally bring him on for his height and his athleticism. Nothing against Leif Davis, because he's a brilliant player as well, but we will miss not having that option on the bench. But I'm always yeah. confident. With, with our squad, I'm always confident. It's not arrogance. I'm just confident. You know, but it will be a tough game. But yeah, I think we'll get the win. I'm trying to think the last time we are at Plymouth, was it Hayden Colson playing like right wing back? Or something? Yes. It was like yeah. Him. Yeah, it's like, oh, because I think we looked at the, because I think there were some illnesses in the squad. I think Janoy got it, um, was ill and someone else was yeah. ill. And we had to, we just looked at the team sheet and went, Oh no, um, and then yeah, the game. I think we took the lead and we ran out of gas, which is yeah, which is pretty Paul Cookish, wasn't it? We, mm -hmm. we you know, we we, we well, the complete opposite to what we are now. The one thing we are, we we seem to get fitter and fitter as games go on. 
Yeah. And that's a big difference. Of, I don't know how we've done it, but we look fitter team than I've ever seen. And I don't, just a quick one on Burns. It's an interesting one, isn't it? What two things on Burns? One, he was so good last season that he's a League One player for a reason. Let's not let's get it right. But he was so good last season. So, you know, you've got law of averages. I do wonder, obviously, at the back of his mind, he could have been thinking, I might be going to the World Cup. And I just want to stay fit. You know what I mean? You, ne- you never know. That might it might change if he's not involved in these two nation league games. But I, I yeah, he was so good last season, and he he's, he's just such a good player. I, I, I can I can I can see him having a really good second half of the season once his World Cup get the way. Yeah, I think just I think other players just sort stepped up, haven't they? You know, Connor Chaplin's been scoring the goals. Um, just um, like Marcus Harness signing, he scored goals as well. You know, Sam Moores, he's just continuing last year. Lee Evans has stepped up and he's been fantastic. So, so it's just more people are taking the limelight, not just that one player we're focused on. Wes Burns was the one, I wouldn't say carrying the team, but he was the one who was creating the goals, scoring yeah. the goals. But now everyone's carrying that load and um, he just... Well, I, I think the key thing is obviously the, the fix of the left-hand side because yeah, as well. obviously last yeah. season we were solely... Um, yeah. uh, basically going down the right um, and using Burns and Danassian down that right-hand side because we didn't have the same attacking uh, prowess on the left-hand side. And since Leif Davis has come in, that's completely changed. So, in a way, it's kind of taken the load off him. And, and maybe... I, I still think he'll probably go to the World Cup because I know I, I know people think, oh, if he's not in the squad for this, but uh, for these Nation League games. But I believe the World Cup, they've expanded the squads to 26 for this year because of, well, since COVID, basically, and the workload players have had, FIFA have decided to allow an extra free to be called up to the original 23. Um, so if he's in and around the squad then uh, and getting picked, even though he's not maybe in the match day squad for this one against Belgium tonight, uh, I still think there's a good chance he will, if he stays fit, he'll be one of those extra three that gets in the 26, unless someone else comes from absolutely nowhere to, to take that spot. Um, so... Um, yeah, I, I I wish him I wish him well. I, I but I think he he does need a break. I think potentially, and it might might be if he has a few games, a few games. If Edwards maybe or KVY do have a good run in the team, then it might be to our benefit maybe to give Burns a few few weeks to sit back, maybe just just get a bit of, of energy back and then go again. And if he's got some competition now, maybe that'll push him on. Yeah, far in the belly. Uh, Peter, I saw your hand up. Yeah, just, just quickly, just just thought of this now. Who's saying, obviously, you can name a 26-man squad. I could be wrong here, but with the current form Lee Evans is showing, mm. there's potential for a call-up for him as well. Just, just put it out there. Yeah. Um, mm. I know Wales have got plenty of options, but if he keeps up the form, you never know. Maybe an injury to one another players. Rob Page might go. I don't think it will happen. That's nothing against Lee Evans. Yeah. I think he's been phenomenal so far this season. And I hope he doesn't go in some respects because it's crucial yeah. to have a play with him and Morsi. 
but it could happen. Well, games will be called off, surely. Like, if, you know, if Lee Evans, yeah. Wes Burns goes, I'm trying to think about now. Actually, there's no one else who go to World Cup with there because there's no other part of our squad who can can go. Because, yeah, because, you know, because Egypt didn't get, they didn't, I know Sam Moyes hasn't been in the squad for a while, but they didn't get, they didn't, they're not going to the World Cup, are they, Egypt? I don't think. No, they didn't make it. No. Not um, but no, it'd be great for Lee Evans, you know, because I know he is capped for Wales, you know, a couple of years back, but he hasn't been, you know, called up for a very long time. But yeah, if he continues that form and if there mm-hmm. is injuries and if there's no one else in the same, because I know Joe Worrell, is it Joe Worrell who plays for Portsmouth? He's been called up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's, same, he's playing the same division, but it's, it's one of those things. I think sometimes some managers just have their set players, don't they? Because Johnny Williams, Johnny Williams is playing League Two football and he still mm-hmm. gets called up. But I think it's because he's been part of the Welsh setup for a very long time. I think they just, yeah, certain coaches just stick to the same guys. But but there we go. Um, I'm sure we'll be chatting about the World Cup in a few months' time, um, building up to that. Um, definitely if Wes Burns, it'll be Wes Burns' watch. Is he going to be playing and all that sort of stuff? But we shall wait and see. Well, boys, any other business? Dan, anything else you want to m- mention? No, mate, that was great fun. And it's a very good time to be an Ipswich fan, isn't it? Yes, mate. It really, it really is. So let's keep up the good work. Definitely. Liam from Crew, any other thing do you want to mention? No. <laughs> no. Just want, to, just want to lie down, don't you? Just want to lie yeah, down. I just want and, to go uh, to bed yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, my friend. Fair enough. Always a pleasure. And finally, Peachy, it's a pleasure as always. Any other business? Um, No, just agree with what Dan said. It's great to be an Ipswich fan at the moment. It is indeed. It is indeed. And hopefully, Cantown defeat the sky curse this weekend we shall wait and see if you are going to the game enjoy it um of course um support our sponsors at manscape.com use the code koa to get 20 percent off and free delivery at manscape.com and of course if you didn't know this already you've probably seen it all on twitter and all the other socials we put out on kings of anglia on twitter instagram facebook and all that we are been nominated for an award for the best efl podcast um so help us out you want us to win it Vote for us to win. Um, you can do it on the Twitter handle or you can go on the website and vote for us. And um, I might as well plug myself as well. I've been I've been nominated for an award, which is um, very humbling. Um, thank you very much, everyone who nominated me for that. And uh, yeah, if you want to vote for me to win that, then do the same, um, all the stuff. Um, so there we go. Um, Dan, Liam from Crew, Peachy, thanks for joining me. Thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy Plymouth if you're going. And bye-bye for now. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.